Excellent. Uh, well, it's a real pleasure to be here on uh, FreightWaves. Uh, my name is Larry Klemchuk. I'm with a company called FarEye, and uh, my uh, colleague today is Tim Wills. Tim, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you, Larry. Uh, Tim Wills, I'm the uh, Chief Marketing Officer with uh, Peak Rizex. Uh, we're a uh, international digital supply chain and mobile uh, solutions company. Fantastic. Uh, my role with Inside of FarEye is I'm uh, the global head of technology relationships. Uh, FarEye is a software as a service solution that uh, provides uh, solutions for monitoring and giving visibility of goods in transit. And more importantly, not just to uh, see where they're at right now, but uh, giving predictability of those uh, goods in transit of when are they actually going to arrive. Um, our partnership between FarEye and um, Peak Rizex is, is an important one where what we're doing is we're combining what we feel is you know, industry best of breed of software with um, hardware uh, performances and services. So that's a little bit about uh, us, our, our uh, and uh, what I'd like to do is, is hand it over to uh, Tim, who's going to begin expanding about what you're all here to listen to about, is, and that's uh, cold chain uh, supply chain. Yeah, th thanks so much, Larry. And just, just to set the table for our discussion, um, we do want to talk about mobility in the supply chain. And uh, with Peak Rizex's background in the warehouse and distribution center and manufacturing, I'm going to talk about some of the trends uh, in those environments and then hand over to, to Larry for the logistics and, and last mile delivery uh, application segments within the cold chain. So I just wanted to, to take a few minutes and talk about <clears throat> four major areas in terms of trends that we're seeing in and around uh, cold chain mobility. Uh, there's technological trends, there's certainly uh, a number of, of very, very dynamic business drivers, uh, there's, there's regulatory uh, issues um, and opportunities, and, uh, and finally, and very importantly these days, safety. Um, so, so first on the, on the technological side, uh, a couple of things if you think about mobility, uh, rugged mobility, uh, using barcode uh, scanning devices in your uh, in-premise supply chain. Um, <clears throat> the Many of the devices uh, that are likely being used uh, may still be running uh, an older Windows operating system platform, which is um, now end uh, uh, of life or end of service for most editions. So that's presenting opportunities uh, to upgrade uh, to the Android uh, platform. And if you think about Larry's world in logistics, uh, just to step outside the in-premise environment for a second, uh, the wireless networks are moving from legacy 3G networks to, to 4G and 5G, and that's certainly uh, an area within the technology realm that needs to be uh, contemplated uh, as well in terms of uh, Tim. Uh, I guess uh, that uh, that you know raises a question: is um, you know what sort of advice does um, you know, Peak Rizex have, or what sort of advice do you have on that technology migration? Because you know, everybody, uh, you know, we like we like our legacies, <laughs> we like our established systems. But uh, what sort of uh, yeah recommendations do you have if you know Windows is something that was pretty prevalent in uh, cold chain, and and now that's that's end of life? Yeah, it, it's a great question. I mean, I've been in the 
the, the mobile space for over 20 years and, and Windows has been that predominant operating system running on these devices for, for a very long time. And just recently with Microsoft's decision to, to end the support of that, it's really um, <clears throat> an issue of security uh, at this point in time. So uh, our customers that may still be running those Windows operating platforms, the green screens into the WMS systems, for example, um, it's just uh, uh, presenting a security risk as it relates to the lack of avail availability of ongoing patches from Microsoft. So uh, the last thing we want <clears throat> for any of our customers or anyone running these aging Windows operating systems on these devices is any security vulnerabilities, uh, open doors for, for cyber attacks. So our advice really is to, to be thinking about <clears throat> the roadmap to move to an Android-based operating system on these devices that cold chain customers are using in the supply chain will get you to the, the current versions of Android, allow you to have support, et cetera. And there's utilities out there that allow <clears throat> companies like Peak to, to do that very quickly uh, for customers um, as they look to upgrade their back office systems that may be more compliant with an Android uh, based operating system. So really good question, Larry. A lot to think about there, but uh, as each month goes by, certainly more and more security risk. Now, you know, you know, uh, Tim, obviously in the cold chain, it's a, it's a extremely tough environment, right? You know, I mean, uh, you know, obviously there's just the, the temperature itself, but, you know, moving into and out of various different temperatures, um, it's, it's, it's rugged. Um, what, what sort of, what sort of things does, you know, Peak recommend here for, you know, selecting the right sort of technology for that very demanding environment? Yeah, the, I mean, of all the different manufacturers and transportation logistic companies and wholesale distributors that we work with, the cold chain is certainly one of the most challenging environments from an equipment standpoint. So the selection of that equipment is is paramount. You said it, uh, ruggedization, uh, first of all, in any industrial environment, uh, ruggedization is so key. I mean, we've unfortunately seen uh, some, some uh case studies, if you will, in the industry where maybe a customer with their forklifts in the warehouse have tried to put a consumer-oriented device on the forklift and remember the vibration and uh, the wear and tear there. And that was uh, not a very successful case study from, uh, from everything that we've heard. So ruggedization uh, in the warehouse, in the DC, on the manufacturing floor in these cold chain environments is so key. Then there's other things, Larry, like screen size, um, does the mobile device uh, have buttons or is it touchscreen? Remember, a lot of the workers in cold chain are wearing gloves. Uh, so buttons and the size of the buttons on these, they seem like very trivial uh, decision points, but they're very important to, to maintaining an efficient operation. Um, there's other things, wireless. Uh, are you going, is your workforce going to need to move from a wireless LAN? Uh, of setting out into maybe the, the dock or, or into the yard. You may need a carrier-enabled radio uh, in those settings. Um, and then all the support plans and, and different um, service packages that come with the device selection is certainly paramount uh, as well. So those are some of the things that, that we've seen um, to think about. You know, and one of, the, one of the other things, especially over the last few months in this cold chain and, and grocery and food, has been, it is one of those segments, as you know, Larry, that's, that's seen a surge. Um, lots of changing business models, lots of increased demand. So from a technological standpoint, 
uh, a lot of the customers in the cold chain have had to bring in quickly um, uh, either a temporary workforce or an expanding workforce to be able to really adequately staff the warehouse and the distribution center. And for those customers that are already automated with barcoding and mobile computing, um, in some cases that means very rapid uh, accessibility to more uh, mobile equipment so that the operation can stay efficient. Rentals uh, of devices for a short period of times to handle these surges has become one of those technological trends uh, that we've seen as well. So those, those are a couple of the things technologically. Business drivers, and I know I know you'll talk a couple, uh, about a couple of these as well, Larry, e-commerce. Uh, e-commerce was robust uh, before the pandemic, but certainly um, as, as we went into lockdown and, and couldn't get out into retail, e-commerce ordering uh, hit an all-time high. There's no doubt about it. And uh, the divergent business models that the cold chain customers need to put in place uh, to really um, be able to handle the increased volume of web-based orders and, and the supply chain strategies that go with it is one of the most prominent things we've seen in the last few months. And, and with e-commerce and, and, and package volumes exploding, uh, is really the concept of real-time visibility um, to deliver that exceptional customer experience, re real-time visibility of the goods in transit from the in-premise supply chain out to that point of final delivery is at an all-time high. And, and I know you'll, you'll touch on that uh, as it relates to the last mile portion in a second here, Larry. But um, those are a couple of the business drivers. They, they certainly were prominent. Uh, before the pandemic, but they've been accelerated and accentuated here uh, in 2020 as we move through this uh, through this crisis. And then there's there's other trends uh, in cold chain that that we've seen, and, and some of these uh, also are applicable certainly to any industry. Um, regulatory, whether it's tracking of food, you know, from field to fork, uh, labeling of, of food-based goods, uh, nutrition, uh, those types of things. Um, uh, temperature monitoring to make sure that uh, goods in the cold chain stay within uh, the acceptable uh, ranges. Um, driver tracking, driver safety, safety in general. Um, certainly in this world of, uh, of, of freight and deliveries, driver safety uh, was already a critical issue um, heading into the pandemic, and now safety of all employees and customers and stakeholders uh, has also become uh, a topic around the boardroom table and, and bringing employees back to work. And there's been a lot of uh, a lot of technological uh, solutions that have evolved in this uh, pandemic period, like UV light uh, to sanitize devices, maybe between shifts uh, in the warehouse or out in the field. Um, things like uh, contact tracing, if there ever, God forbid, were an incident uh, between employees that, that an employer could track uh, who's, co who's come into contact with each other. So, so those, are, those are some of the, the big macro trends in technology and in business and regulatory and safety uh, that we've seen. Again, many of them were inherent before the crisis and, and, and several have been really accelerated to top of mind issues here. Uh, over the last six months or so, so that's that's kind of uh, my view from from the 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 in-premise supply chain. Larry, I know you wanted to talk a little bit more about the field mobility portion, logistics, last mile delivery. So I'll hand to you. 
All right. Well, thank you very much, Tim. And uh, you know, absolutely, uh, inside the warehouse is 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 <laughs> it's it's a tough job. And but you know, at the end of the day, we got to get these products, you know, be it uh, foods or pharmaceuticals or or others, uh, to that uh, end destination, be it the end customer or maybe a retail location. Um, so I think that um, you know, one of the, one of the things that I wanted to kind of start off with was that there's uh, a variety of costs in this in entire movement or in this entire supply chain. And when I look at that, um, you know, the warehousing and the uh, sorting picking side tends to be about 13 and 20% in total. So maybe roughly uh, 33% of that process costs are sitting inside the four walls. Um, But when you then look at uh, what's the cost of that last mile delivery, and it's well over 40%, okay? So that's really an area where uh, I think all of us that are thinking about, um, you know, uh, cold chain is how do we ensure that we get the highest level of service, but also, you know, either uh, control or lower that large cost factor. And, and that's a that's an interesting stat. I, I I don't know what I would would have expected from the breakdown of cost of running a, a cold chain supply chain. Forty percent uh, is certainly a is a, is a staggering amount. Um, any advice for the listeners today in terms of how do you control those costs? How do you mitigate those costs? Um, whether it be pre-pandemic or or, or during the pandemic, um, I guess what advice would you would you share? Sure, sure. So, um, you know, at, at FARI, we obviously, uh, we're focused in on this. We're focused on seeing where are the, uh, you know, where are things in these goods in transit, but then how do we end up, uh, as you said, mitigating that cost? And we do that in a variety of areas. Um, the first thing is uh, route optimization. So once, uh, you know, you've got all of your orders that are leaving uh, the warehouse or the distribution center, how do you end up optimizing the flow of deliveries? Um, Farai has uh, been uh, has several mentions from um, from Gartner, and you know I guess uh, what we aim to do is in, in our customers how do we end up reducing miles driven? How do we end up reducing time taken for that final delivery? And in many cases, you know we can get results of up to fifteen percent savings, and so that's that's pretty important. So you can help control that you know that forty forty one. Uh, 40 plus percent of, of the cost. The second area, then it, it's super vital, obviously, in a cold chain is the workflow process. Um, you know, you, 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 everything's generally, generally speaking, everything in cold chain is very time sensitive. And so how do you end up ensuring that your workers are doing the right workflow and making it as optimum as possible. So your customers are going to have the satisfaction, but you as a supplier of, um, of, of temperature-controlled goods, you're keeping that cost to an absolute minimum. Uh, another area is communication. Um, you know, your uh, you, your end customers are going to want to know: Hey, are my goods going to be arriving on time? Is there going to be uh, are they going to be early? Are they going to be late, etc.? And how do you end up providing that right piece of information to them uh, in real time? Right, and that's another that's another key area. So that leads to both customer satisfaction, um, but it also ends up leading uh, to uh, reducing costs if you can communicate properly with uh, your end recipients. Um, 
in that communication process, you know, things change as well, right? You know, uh, it's, it's the real world. And so if your customers can actually communicate with your drivers on anything that is going on in real time, we've seen that we can increase that first time success, uh, successful delivery rate. And, you know, that comes back to customer satisfaction, but it also is in cost control because if you're not getting that delivery uh, right the first time, you know, your costs are going to uh, explode. And uh, that's not good for, 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 for anybody. And Larry, I, I drew reference to e-commerce and uh, the, the explosion of volumes before and, and during this pandemic period. Um, I think as I've been sitting here, uh, I've already seen two deliveries out, out front of my house here. So uh, it, it's, it's, it's here and, and alive and well, certainly, as, as we as consumers go to the Internet to order. Um, how has e-commerce impacted the cold chain from a last mile delivery and a, and a, and a logistics uh, viewpoint? Yeah, uh, great question, Tim. And you know the the customer demands are are uh, greatly increasing, right? Um, you know, you, you said you, you had a couple of packages already delivered <laughs> while while we're sitting here. Um, you know, the days I think are, are are numbered for when we just deliver things when when we want to. So the customer is the one who's going to start driving all of this. And if that's an end consumer like you know Tim, you or I, or if it's a business, you know, it's a pharmacy that's looking to you know get their um, uh, their their uh, supplies, you know, delivered to them instead of just, you know, hey, we're going to deliver as and when. It's shifted around, it's flipped around, and it said, hey, whoever the consignee is, is is now demanding. I'd like to have that delivery in this window that's going to end up being optimized. So, taking a look at solutions that are out there where you allow your customer to have that choice are incredibly important. Um, you know, for a variety of reasons. Uh, number one, obviously, customer satisfaction. But number two, if you can then combine that with your route optimization tools, what you're going to do is you're going to enhance both your customer satisfaction as well as um, uh, keeping your your cost to to an absolute minimum. Um, and you know, another area in there is this on-time and in-full delivery (OTIF), right? And yeah, that's just vitally important again. And and in cold chain, you know. Um, because of the perishability of materials, you know, getting that full order is just so important. So again, you know, when uh, looking at uh, trends, uh, I'd say those those are those are two big ones that are that are certainly happening. Um, if I look outside and say, what are some other in, in, impacts maybe of the uh, of the pandemic world? Um, is, uh, you know, number one, I, I began touching on this, but it's the amount of increased customer communication. You know, customers want to know what's going on, um, but, you know, they're they are might be shifting, and and you know we have things like contactless deliveries that are now happening, um, and you know how do you end up working through all of that? Because if the uh, dock door people you know don't want to have contact with people, then you know is there you know how do you communicate with them on giving them particular instructions that are that are. Uh, um, for, for that particular delivery um, without having that human interaction. Um, and then the last area that I just wanted to, you know, maybe uh, highlight out there is um, – in the supply chain, not not just cold storage, but there's this massive surge of additional need for drivers. So there's a real crunch, there's a labor crunch going on for drivers. So 
you know, it's a challenge that's out there uh, across all supply chains, and that includes uh, uh, cold chain. So, you know, are there tools out there that can help organizations source and manage uh, this new flexible workforce that uh, we're seeing in the marketplace? And there are. And, you know, that's something that I'd, I'd encourage uh, the listeners, viewers, you know, to think about uh, when taking a look at uh, potential solutions to uh, optimize their uh, their cold chain. So uh, hopefully uh, we, we've touched on a, a number of areas here from inside the warehouse to things to think about and outside the warehouse in that final uh, final delivery delivery process. Um, Tim, you, you want to kind of maybe wrap up here for us? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I just wanted to uh, maybe clarify a point too, Larry. Um, if you overlay the pandemic uh, with the explosion of e-commerce, you mentioned uh, contactless delivery, obviously, for, for safety reasons. Has that been one of the most prevalent trends uh, during the pandemic period that you've seen in, in the last mile delivery space? Are there are there are there other things that when you overlay the pandemic to the e-commerce volumes that that are sort of trending right now? Yeah, I, uh, certainly contactless deliveries are, are, are vitally important. You know, uh, getting proof of uh, where something is, was delivered at what time, the exact location, et cetera. And because of the high value of, of generally speaking, the high value of, of cold chain material, you know, that, that, that is super, super important. Um, but the other trend that is happening is, and I, and I was mentioning this, is, you know, the customer choosing when they want that delivery to occur, right? Um, because everybody's getting pressed for time and and labor, um, and we then have that overlay of safety. So, you know, having the customer have that option of saying, you know what, I'd like to have my delivery in this particular window, and then for the supplier to have that capability of doing that, um, they end up meeting that customer needs. So that's 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 a second trend that I that I'd put right up there, Tim. Yeah, you know, great. Thank, thanks for uh, expanding on that. Um, but yes, uh, so as Larry mentioned, thanks for joining us today. We hope that uh, our, our brief update today has shed some light on, on some of the, the mobility trends that are going on within uh, the cold chain supply chain out at the uh, point of final delivery as well, and uh, has allowed everyone just to think about some of those different technological and business drivers and and regulatory and safety trends that are going on uh, in, in this in this market segment, and uh, we appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you.